0: Here We're here to stay. We are the Roar, where every day is
1: game day. Back here live on the Roar, the press box of Brad and John, 11.04 a.m. On this Thursday edition. No Daniel Shirley today. He'll be on tomorrow along with Connor O'Neill. So we'll talk some basketball, some football. Should be a good show. Looking forward to that. Looking forward to the final hour here. You want to get in six five four roar John Clemson gets two bye weeks and most I think just just about everybody is getting two. I don't I don't think it's every single team, but I think most teams are getting two bye weeks this year. Uh, two are getting three
2: in the ACC. Yeah, there's some getting three. Uh, Georgia Tech and Florida State for playing the Dublin, Dublin game, game. Yep. in week zero.
1: And the reasoning for this is just how the calendar falls. Um, Labor Day weekends a little earlier. Then, then maybe some year, was it, September the 2nd is Labor Day. You know, sometimes it's the 4th, sometimes it's the 6th. It's 7th, you know, it just depends on how the calendar falls. But it's a little bit later this year. So they're going to start in, on August 31st will be the very um, first weekend. Now, there'll be games, you know, Thursday, Friday, leading up to that first Saturday on the 31st. And then Thanksgiving is later this year. It's on the 30th of... November, so you can't move all of the traditional Thanksgiving Day games to the week before and have conference championship on Thanksgiving weekend. They're just simply not going to do that. There's too many rivalries that are already established at that uh, on those dates, and you're not going to give some teams a bye and a waiver so that they can keep their traditional game and not others like that. That's too much work. It's just easier to say, all right, everybody gets two bye weeks. Figure out when you when you're going to put it in. Completely agree with you. Sound,
2: sound logic and reasoning there.
1: Yeah. It is. It is. And those teams, because of that, that bylaw that allows them, you know, to play week zero games, they get that extra week. So, it's it's going to be weird that some teams get three. Uh, but it's going to be like this in 2025 as well. So, the next two years. Enjoy the next bye week. I like bye weeks. It's a chance to, you know, watch other teams and not have to be engrossed in particularly one game for that window and, you know, just kind of relax and maybe get away from Football a little bit if you need to. Uh, I do like the fact that it falls one of the bye weeks this year falls on the um, Halloween weekend. So if you got kids, you can do things and, and whatnot. So I I think it works out pretty well, John. The schedule.
2: Oh, absolutely. My wife was very excited to find that there were two bye weeks in this fall, and she's like, "Oh, good. There's so many fall trips that we haven't been able to take, then fall things that we haven't been able to do that we can now do this year."
1: Yeah, uh, you get you get two honeydew lists instead of one. On that Saturday you're off. A little a little bogo there. A little uh bed bath beyond, maybe some Home Depot. We'll I don't see. know if I don't know if we have enough time, Brad. <laughs> don't know if we have enough time. Can't wait to hear how you're gonna end up spending your uh your bye weeks. It is maybe I'll maybe I'll have a party and invite everybody. Who knows? See, that's just a tease, because we all know you're lying, but we all want to come over and watch the game and tailgate in your yard. And, like, treat it like it's a Buffalo Bills Uh, game. Well, you you would need a canoe right now if you wanted to
2: come tailgate in my front yard.
1: Pool party (laughs) at the Height House. You heard it. We just put in a pool. (laughs) Did you have have a down payment on that pool? (laughs) Waiting on that bonus? Exactly. Got Joey the month instead. Gift
2: that keeps on giving.
3: Clemson Deb's up next. Hey, Clemson Deb. Hey, there. Good morning. Enjoy listening to your show. Uh, I've got two comments. The first one's kind of funny. The second one I can take off the air after. Um, you know what's wrong with the bye weeks? People think that because there's not a game that Saturday that they can go get married or they can go have these special events, and they forget that next year it's not going to be a bye Saturday, and they're going to expect me to come to their house for a party or something. And no. Clemson's playing, and it's going to be on the TV. I'm watching. Um, And then the other one is kind of a question, and I haven't really thought of it before until I heard you say the Citadel game was in November. Why do we schedule what I'm going to call a week game um, after the first two games of the year? I understand a couple of games at first to get us, you know, whooped up and going but once you get into the season, seems like it should all be, you know, responsible, beneficial scoring game.
1: So you're asking why why the game's scheduled late in the year, the FCS game? or Yeah. Or, or, but, yeah. Uh, you know, I I think from, from – thanks, Deb, for the call. I appreciate you getting in. Thank you. We'll, uh, we'll answer that. I think that this is really how Dabo Sweeney prefers it most years is to get – Sort of a, I don't want to call it a bye week because that's not really nice, but it's it's sort of a, a lesser opponent week before the big rivalry game. You know, Alabama's done this for many years. A lot of other teams have, too. SoCon Saturday. SoCon Saturday got that tag for a reason. You kind of like to have a catch-your-breath kind of game before your, your rivalry. Uh, I think that's when he prefers that. The problem is that years that you play Notre Dame, which for some reason has been scheduled in November most of the time. Right. It's hard to do that because you still got that. That's your non conference game in November, right? You like to play. I know it's technically, technically not, but it is a non conference game. So if you so you want to play a, a non con, game. the way the schedule ends up working, now you try to play a non con game in November. And in this case, since you don't have Notre Dame on the schedule, it it was where the FCS team fell. Also, I think the ACC probably told Clemson we're going to put NC State in Week Three, so Clemson could have scheduled Week Four. Or week four, I'm sorry, because they have a bye on week yeah. three. So, because, now, had they not had that bye in week three, then Clemson's probably playing the Citadel there.
2: Potentially. Probably. I also think that there's some element of how the FCS schedule works, too. where That's why you see a lot of these teams volunteer to play these games on this specific week. Because of the, play, the FCS playoff will start uh, the week after that, and their regular seasons are kind of winding down.
1: That's why they either play early in the year or very late in the
2: yes. year. Yes. It's not as often do you see a lot of FCS games middle of the season. I think a lot of it is to what you were saying, but I think part of it is in consideration of what they have going on at their level as well.
1: And good for the FCS because of the extended calendar this year. They get to play another game. A lot of them will schedule a 12th game. For, for their programs. And that could be very beneficial from a financial standpoint for a lot of these schools.
2: Absolutely. Brad, I want to ask you, have you had a chance to peruse any of the other ACC teams' schedule? A little bit. What, what, what jumps out to you, or what have you
1: been able to uh, review? You know, I, I think Florida State has a very intriguing slate. Uh, where the games fall. Now, they, they may have, we talked about how Clemson had a good flow. I don't know that I would say that Florida State has a very good flow. Um, early out the gate, Georgia Tech and Dublin, but that just feels weird. You'd have to go all the way over there, play a game, come home. They got a game on, on Labor Day night. So they get at least a little extended time there. And then I guess they get a week off and then yeah. they play Memphis and then Cal and then SMU on the road, which is going to be
2: they- Weird. It's just odd to see. The whole thing feels weird. It's just odd to see a four game stretch of Memphis at home, Cal at home, at SMU, Clemson at home. That's just weird to see. And
1: three of those are conference games. Yeah. <laughs> and the other one, here, it's the Mike Norvell Bowl. I, I, I know this, this probably will not matter to the players. It probably won't matter to the outcome of games, but it, it's just when you have an oddly shaped schedule. It it just stands out to me, and, and that's what Florida State's is because you're going to Dublin. That's a long trip. I I don't know that it affects them by November, but it might have some lingering effects of just a lot of travel, a lot of abnormalities to start the year. Playing on a on a on, what, on a Saturday and trying to play on a on a Monday on Labor Day that's just weird having to travel all that, and then the stretch of Clemson. At home, then Duke on the road, but then you got to play Miami on the road, North Carolina at home, and then Notre Dame on the road. That's tough. Tough yeah, schedule. three
2: out of those four on the road there in between those uh, bye weeks. And yeah. then, then you finish it out at home against Charleston Southern and
1: Florida. It's tough to the flow of things, I think. So it'd be, I'll be interested to see how they navigate that. You want to talk about a schedule
2: that doesn't have much of a flow? SMU and Stanford both don't really have much of a flow at all. It's very odd. Are you surprised by that? No. But I just think it's very interesting that Stanford's got to play at Syracuse in a weeknight game and then like follow that up to the trip to Clemson. Are they going to stay on the East Coast all week? Or are they going to be flying back and forth? I'm very curious to see how Stanford and Cal kind of choose to handle the East Coast, West Coast travel. Now, granted, Cal doesn't have as much of a like they don't have really anything back to back like that, yeah. Like Stanford does.
1: Uh, any who who stands out to you as as a as a more as an intriguing schedule? Anybody on your mind?
2: NC State has a very intriguing schedule. Look at how late the first bye week is—last week of October.
1: Their first one,
2: yeah. Ooh. They go Western Carolina at home, neutral site Tennessee, Louisiana Tech at home, at Clemson, Northern Illinois. Wake Forest, Stanford at Cal, hmm. and then you have Stanford at Duke, another buy at Georgia Tech at North Carolina.
1: Yeah, that is interesting the way it's the way it's set not out. obviously
2: the, the the toughest slate of games, but that's late to have a bye week, especially if we're going to be starting earlier this year.
1: Yeah, I was looking through some of these to. North, you know, just uh, to, to do North Carolina, we talk about their their non-con having all those games in a row. You know, they don't they're not breaking it up. Where there's one in November, uh, they play at Minnesota on a Thursday, then Charlotte, North Carolina, Central at home, James Madison at home, and then they go at Duke, Pitt at home, Georgia Tech at home. Dare I say, North Carolina has a chance. Oh, here he comes, Tar Heel Brad. Do They have a chance to start seven and zero. I don't ah, uh, really but will. but here's
2: where it gets fun, Brad. After your nice little seven and zero start at Virginia, at Florida State, Mac Brown's losing both of those games. Probably another bye week,
1: and then comes the n- November to not remember
2: for Mac Brown. Wake Forest at home at BC, NC State at home, seven and five, seven and five. Listen to you. You're calling your shot now.
1: You, said you were you said you were not playing I'm win game say, today. It, just,
2: it, it just it it jumps out and I I can just see the pace of North Carolina season going that way <laughs> based on what we've seen in years past all right
1: what about Duke I know we were we were asked earlier by Duke Travis to to break theirs down yeah uh Duke's schedule remember last year it was just it was brutal wasn't it it had like everybody on it, it. Heater Notre Dame, after heater yeah Florida State Clemson had everybody on it uh, this year, uh, Elon to start at Northwestern, UConn at Middle Tennessee, and then North Carolina at home at Georgia Tech. That's an inter- That's a really interesting start. Fascinating. Oh. You you could be looking
2: at a five and one Duke start. I don't think they win at Georgia Tech.
1: Florida State at home, SMU at home. At Miami, at NC State, another open day, and then vatech Tech and Wake Forest on the road in the season. That's a much tougher back end of the schedule for the Blue Devils, in my opinion. Yeah, I think so too. I tell, you, I would, I would look at Georgia Tech for a moment when we, after Dave because I think, I think, I think Georgia Tech and Virginia Tech are two teams that have an opportunity to rise up a little bit. In the ACC this year, we'll talk about that. In we'll a moment. rise up in Atlanta. I hear you, <laughs> David in and Fountain. In how are you doing today, Dave?
4: I'm doing great. How are you guys doing? We're doing well. Hey, uh, only thing I'm worried about is our cornerback. Uh, uh, our well, our defensive back rotation uh, going into the season because uh, our new number two, Lewis, he's definitely got all the ability. But he, uh, he just needs more experience of knowing what to do out on the field. I think he's a great athlete. I think he'll do good. But he just needs more experience. And Miami, I think Miami's going to be a lot stronger this year than they were last year also.
1: Okay, why, why is that?
4: Well, their defensive line and offensive line, have really been coming along, and you have good line play, you can have a mediocre quarterback. You can have a, you know, not too good a team, but when your defensive line and offensive line dominate, like Clemson has done in the past, um, you don't have to be that great an offensive team.
1: Yeah, I I don't know. I don't know if I agree that – Miami seems like the school that can't figure that part out. Like they, you're right, they are blocking better. I'll, I'll give you that. But the rest of it, they were pretty good up front last year on both sides of the ball, and it didn't really amount to a whole lot. Just another, you know, seven and five kind of team.
4: Yeah, well, uh, the quarterback, uh, he he kind of slacked off. If, if they get an exciting quarterback, which looks like they're going to get, uh, I think I think it's going to make a big difference.
1: Maybe so. We'll see. Thanks, Dave. we got to run. I appreciate the call uh, today. 654-ROAR. We'll respond to some of that to look at more of the schedule when we turn after this. Calling all coffee lovers. The Dream Center is excited to announce that they have officially launched a coffee brand. They are currently offering three different flavors, Colombian, Donut Shop, and French Vanilla. The Dream Center receives $5 from each bag of coffee sold. And trust me, they're all delicious and a great way to start your morning purchase yours today help make a difference buy online at dreamcenterpc.org or in person at their easily resale store on calhoun memorial highway
5: honda acura lexus and toyota also known as halt and anderson first class halt your dealership alternative since 2011 wants to be your preferred service center with factory trained technicians oem parts and top of the line diagnostic equipment we have one goal to keep you on the road This is why we offer a three-year, 36,000-mile nationwide warranty, courtesy shuttle, and repeat rewards. Anderson, what are you waiting for? Come experience First Class Halt, your dealership alternative for Honda, Acura, Lexus, and Toyota. Need to rent a mini excavator
0: like a Bobcat E32, a skid steer, or a wood chipper? Maybe a smaller tool like a pressure washer, jackhammer, or compactor. McNeely Store and Rental has got you covered. Clemson alumni-owned, renting equipment and selling materials for more than 30 years. We also sell septic materials, ADS drainage products, concrete boxes, real stone veneers, and more. With two upstate South Carolina locations in Clemson and West Union. Call 654-9187-CLEMSON or 718-1449-WEST-UNION.
6: I'm Will Davis with the Davis Law Group. Davis Law Group offers comprehensive family court services across the state. If it's in family court, we handle it. From emergency custody cases to dividing millions of dollars in assets, we're the team you want in your corner. We help hardworking dads secure time with their kids. We help dedicated moms and wives achieve financial stability. We have the honor of helping build non-traditional families through adoption and third-party custody cases. We believe that families come in all shapes and sizes. Contact us today at davis.law. Let us see how we can help.
5: East Main Furniture in Easley, where every day is a sale day. Come find deals on living room, bedroom, dining room, lamps, rugs, mattresses, and occasional furniture. Brands like Lazy Boy, England, Best, Ashley, Catnapper, Liberty Furniture, and Von Bassett, all at discounted prices. If they don't stock it, they can special order it for you. Now offering up to 12 months, same as cash on purchases over $300. East Main Furniture located at 829 East Main Street, Easley, or call
7: 864-442-6054 today.
0: Hi, everybody. I'm Don Munson. Up next is your daily update on what's happening with Clemson Athletics. But first, this from Founders Federal Credit Union. Attention all basketball fans, are you ready to experience MVP treatment in banking? Look no further than Founders Federal Credit Union, where personalized service is the winning play. Don't settle for being just another number. Join Founders and receive the personalized attention you deserve, along with great rates, loans, for any reason, and a dynamic online experience. Visit one of their 41 convenient office locations, or visit foundersfcu.com to see if you qualify for membership. Relax, go Tigers! Federally insured by NCUA, membership qualification required, terms and conditions apply. Well, hi everybody and welcome to the show. The 2024 Clemson football schedule was officially announced yesterday. It all starts on August the 31st as Clemson will play in Atlanta against the Georgia Bulldogs. September the 7th will be the first home game of the year. Appalachian State coming to town. Open dates, by the way, are September the 14th and also October the 26th. On September the 21st, NC State will roll into town for the first ACC game of the year. And then on the 28th, Stanford will come to town. That also an Atlantic Coast Conference game. On October the 5th, it's a trip to Florida State. October the 12th. Clemson will travel to Winston-Salem to take on Wake Forest, and then they'll be back home on October the 19th to take on the Virginia Cavaliers. The month of November will start with a home date versus the Louisville Cardinals, and then on the 9th and 16th, back-to-back road trips going to Virginia Tech on November the 9th, and on November the 16th, Clemson will play at Pitt. Clemson will wrap up the month of November on the 23rd with a home date against the Citadel, and on November the 30th, with a home contest against the South Carolina Gamecocks. So there is your schedule for 2024. If you ask me, I think all in all, it looks pretty good. And as always,
8: go Tigers. Live and local sports talk coming to you from the Upcountry Fiber Studios. This is 105.5 and 97.5 The Roar. Serving the five counties of the South Carolina Upstate, Upcountry Fiber is a stronger connection.
0: What teams and situations concern you in sports?
6: Yeah, yeah, I am concerned.
8: You know, I'm concerned, but, you know, we didn't get it done tonight,
0: um, and that's my level of concern. Tune in Wednesday on the Press Box to see if your problems make the concern meter Weekdays from 9 until noon, right here on The Roar, where every
1: day is game day. Go to hatflowco.com today and get the logo of your choice, your business, your church, your charity organization, whatever it may be, in a stylish uh, Richardson hat or on a beanie, on a straw hat. They got a lot of different options. Low profile. They do everything at hatflowco.com. Go check them out today. It's a local upstate company making great products. It's a leather patch uh, with your logo and you can design it how you like the, the shape of the leather patch you want, the color of the hats. You can do a lot of different things. Go there and play with that with their hat builder. It's really cool. Hatflowco.com. Nationwide shipping, fast turnaround, no order minimums. You need one, you need 1,000. They'll take care of you at Hatflow, and follow them on social media. Their Instagram account is constantly showing you a lot of their work and a lot of the businesses agree to say, hey, yeah, go ahead and put it up there, and it's a great great opportunity to see what they can do for you to help you get noticed. Hatflowco.com. Go check them out today. Responding to what Dave said there in the end of that last segment, one, I I, I do think one of the concerns, and there's certainly plenty of them to get to throughout the offseason for Clemson, I, I do think it will be some of the depth in the secondary. I, it's not nearly as deep as it was a season ago it's young and unproven yeah uh i, I don't lewis i agree with david times he i thought he flashed at times he looked like he didn't quite know where to be a lot of times that happens with a young player that's a lot of true freshmen having to start a
2: start a bowl game yeah who hadn't had to play near that many snaps all year
1: right maybe we're in some special situations or... that
2: i i feel good about strozier moving forward and okay. obviously terrell Jane lucas you can get him healthy Cory and Gibson now on campus, Boy Fagan on campus. Like you, you've got a lot of talent in that room. It's just young and improving, and it's time to let Mike Reed do what Mike Reed does. Now,
1: the only way you can get proven is to go play. So they'll they'll get some opportunities, but it, it's not as deep and ready to go, you know, out the box as yeah, it has you don't been have in as many,
2: years. you know, fifth and sixth year safeties as you have in years past.
1: Very true. So yeah, I, I do have some concerns that Lewis is like not. I don't know, he is a part of that group that I'm concerned about, but I'm not singling him out in terms of that. He he needs some experience. He's got to get a lot better. That's what the offseason's for. Six five four for Roar. Uh, Miami Hurricanes' schedule, real quick, John, this will be the last schedule I think I want to go over for today. Uh, they play at Florida to start the year. I love that. Uh, remember that year they played? It was just a, just a mess of a game. Oh, yeah, it was awesome. It was so bad. Neither offensive line could block. That was, if I remember
2: correctly, Kadarius Tony had a huge game for the Gators that day. Yeah, I think so. Felipe Franks, a quarterback, and
1: <laughs> oh, Phillip hot dogs exactly. Yeah, <laughs> uh, Florida A and M in, in uh, week two, and then Ball State, both at home, so a good chance to to get right there, no matter what happens with Florida, and then at South Florida, that's a scary I game. I don't feel great if I'm the Canes about that one. Nick Saban didn't enjoy his trip to South Florida, to Tampa. I mean, we've seen Miami do, you know, more ridiculous things than lose to South Florida and Tampa. True. Then their conference play begins. They've got Virginia Tech on a Friday night. At Cal. Oh, boy. Open dates. They don't get an open date until October 12th, their first one. Then at Louisville, Florida State the week after that. And then Duke, both of those are home games. Then at Georgia Tech, and then another open date, Wake and Syracuse on the road.
2: That little four-game stretch of Louisville, Florida State, Duke, and Georgia Tech should worry uh, Miami.
1: Who? (laughs) I I said, we're not not playing a win game right now, but I'm just saying, who do you feel better about? Because that's what we're doing. We don't know the roster's up and down right now. The coaches don't even know the roster up and down right now. But just who do you feel better about going into a season? Miami or Georgia Tech? Relative to expectation. Not asking you who the better necessarily program or team is, but relative to expectation. Who's more
2: than likely to achieve their expectations for the year? Georgia Tech. I think Miami's going to be the better team, but I think Georgia Tech can reach more of its own realistic goals. I'm... I'm a little worried about how high Miami is going to set the bar this year with Cam Ward.
1: I'm really... Buying Brent Key and what he's doing at Georgia Tech, I think I think it's legit. I'm not saying he's going to have them in the playoff in four years. That that's not what I'm saying. But stability and competing at a higher level, those kind of things that we just have not seen in since the triple option days of Paul Johnson. I since the you know middle of the Paul Johnson era. I th- I think those are coming back to Georgia Tech. Still got to get better at the line of scrimmage. Still small, still not fast enough. You know those kind of things have to have to improve. But I th- I think Key is, is the is the guy that's getting it where where it needs to be relative to expectation. I don't think Georgia Tech's gonna. I mean Georgia Tech had been great since when? Oh boy! <laughs> I mean they had the, the year they went to the, the, the Orange, Orange Bowl. Bowl. Probably yeah. Under under
2: Paul Johnson. Yeah. That's what I'd go with. That'd be my answer.
1: But sustained greatness? It's been a while. But can Georgia Tech be a program that wins or goes to a bowl game four out of five years?
2: Yes, I think they can under him.
1: Can get to eight wins in a season? Yeah, I think that's doable. Not everybody's cut out for playoff football. Some schools got to figure out how to be the middle middleman in this. Someone, situation. Someone's
2: got to lose some games, and someone's got to lose a lot of the games.
1: I'm just saying they they've got they got a schedule though Florida State there in Dublin Georgia State at home at Syracuse VMI at Louisville open date Duke at North Carolina Notre Dame at Votech that stretch right there that's their season Duke at North Carolina Notre Dame at Votech
2: and then a very weird oh, last few weeks they get three
1: open dates
8: yeah
2: By week Miami bye week. NC State
1: at Georgia, oof. I'm a little worried if I'm NC State with that Georgia Tech game. Now they do have an open week as well, but that that's a Thursday night game on the road for the Wolfpack. I I said it's a there's a little a little hesitancy in in me to say, oh Wolfpack got that one. That's one I think you could get got on. You agree? Late late in the year? Maybe maybe. Injuries have piled up. Maybe. We'll see. Georgia's the next week for Georgia Tech. They're not going to be looking ahead. <laughs> <laughs> am I Am I wrong? No, United you're State not or...
2: wrong there. They will not be looking ahead. <laughs> I, that's a very good way to put it.
1: Uh, NC State will. They got North Carolina in the rivalry in Chapel Hill. Hey, you
2: always look forward to those guaranteed wins on the schedule.
1: Texas asks, how long do you think it will take Georgia Tech to beat Georgia? <sighs> how many years I got left on this earth? <laughs> No one knows that. I don't know that. Does Georgia State beat Georgia in our lifetime? Yes. In the next decade.
2: Uh I, I lean no in the next decade.
1: <laughs> How many times in your lifetime has have the Bulldogs lost the Jets? I have no idea. Not many, John.
2: I know it ain't much, but that's not exactly a rivalry whose you know history I have
1: memorized. Probably about six times. Just just gauging how you know, your age and looking back at the the schedule here. <laughs> yeah, about six, seven times maybe. Maybe eight. That's about it. Uh they've beaten them uh, they beat them in sixteen was the last time. They've been in fourteen as well. But sixteen was that was that Kirby's first year? Since the turn of the century, George Tech's won four times in the rivalry. There you go. So that's not very good. No. So I, let's just say it doesn't happen this year.
2: Yeah, I am willing to, to go on a limb and say that I think Georgia will beat Georgia Tech in twenty twenty four. As long as Kirby's there, does he lose does he ever lose to Georgia Tech? Eileen, no, but yeah. man, I
1: You have to make definitive statements that last. No, but time. I mean,
2: Brad. Or once Clemson kind job. of ascended to it and once they ended the five, you know, the five bombs they are going on down in Columbia. Everybody said there's not a chance that Dabo ever loses to South Carolina again. But it happened. But he did. It's a rivalry. Weird things happen.
1: Is it a rivalry? I think. Clean old-fashioned hate. They both claim Atlanta. <laughs> they do both claim Atlanta. I don't know. I'm not... Uh, I, I don't see it happening anytime in the near future. Neither do I. Okay. That's kind of what we were getting at there. Roar. Uh, Moving on from the ACC schedules. In the NFL, we had some news this morning. Uh, Vic Fangio, who we found out yesterday, is out as the Dolphins defensive coordinator, is already employed once again. He's going to be hired by the Eagles to run their defense. No shocker or surprise there, John?
2: No, not much of a surprise. Uh, I think that's a good move by the Eagles. Uh, They needed to bring in some quality veteran coaches, not some younger guys, to help Nick Sirianni there. Did you happen to see any of Nick Sirianni's press conference yesterday? I did not. They asked him, uh, so you're going to be bringing in two new coordinators? He said, yes, I'm bringing someone to coach the offense, someone to coach defense. Reporter asked, great, so what do you do here? Things are going great in Philly. (laughs) They're going great.
1: Everybody's just feeling good. Ah. Things don't feel good at all in Philadelphia right now. But this is a good hire. Fangio's is one of the best defensive coordinators. Has been at least in the league yeah, for many years.
2: They've just they've got some personnel things. They've got to they've got to shore up on that side of the ball for sure. All right. But no, I like the move for the for the Eagles. It makes sense. I could understand Fangio and Mike McDaniel not exactly being a great marriage there. Yeah. With some of the stuff that McDaniel wants to do offensively, it's not as complimentary as maybe some other coaches would want to be.
1: We'll circle back to the NFL in a few moments, uh, probably in the final segment. Uh, real quick, going over to basketball. Some news in the NBA: Wes Unsell Jr. no longer the head coach of the Wizards. They're going to move him to an office somewhere as uh, in an advisory role. This just tells me like our organization is terrible. We don't hate you. You're not the reason we're terrible. We don't want to lose you, but we just don't need you as the head coach anymore. This isn't working, but we we love you. Stick around and be an advisor for the uh, for the front office. I mean, I know the Pistons are getting all the coverage for being
2: horrible. Coming off a win, by the way. Yeah, the one last. Uh, the Wizards only have two more wins. I mean, they're seven and thirty-six on the year. Mm. It's just horrible.
1: Yeah, it's
2: bad. I well, don't know what it would ever take to get that franchise <laughs> up and going.
1: I really don't. What happens first, Georgia Tech beats Georgia, or the Wizards return to, well, I don't want to say return. Uh, the, the Wizards become a contender in the Eastern Conference. Give me the yellow jackets of Georgia Tech. Yeah, probably right about that, as of right this moment at least. Uh, also in basketball, Giannis, do you believe him when he says he had nothing to do with... Adrian Griffin getting fired as the head coach. Yeah, just like I believe that LeBron never had anything to
2: do with getting any of his head coaches fired. Did you
1: see Yadis dancing yesterday? looked like he was pretty happy to me.
2: The whole team was.
1: God, the smiles on their faces and the
2: dance that they had. Like a bunch of kids on Christmas morning when they came out into the court. They had a good old time last night. Really good time.
1: And and they won. That winning also helps. Because
2: they were winning with Griffin. Yeah, they're 31-13. They're not exactly the uh, the Washington
1: Wizards here. Had some infighting, but they, they certainly won. In college basketball last night, Georgia knocked off LSU by the skin of their teeth. 68-66 was the final there uh, and also in the SEC. Sad news to report that Alabama won Iron Bowl Hardwood Edition uh, as they held off and won by four over the Auburn Tigers, 79-75.
2: So you actually want to talk about it, but you're going to wait till I'm on the phone? That's very convenient.
1: I talked more about it than I did the football game between the two. Still I'm, I'm, mad. I am
2: still mad at you about
1: that. I'm still mad about it. I don't want to talk about that. I'm, I haven't processed it. Uh, Auburn was struggling at half. I had have 14 at the half. I thought, oh, this is over. So I proceeded not to watch it until the final... Three three minutes or two minutes, I flipped it over there, and I'm like, hey, they got a chance. So I'm saying there's a chance.
2: What did you make of the uh, in the Big Ten Northwestern in overtime? 96-91 over top 10 Illinois.
1: Yeah, it's going to happen. It's going to happen in college basketball. You mean the best team doesn't always win? That, that's correct. Uh, before we go to break, yeah, it happened in one Auburn thing. and Alabama yesterday too.
2: Texter brings it up. What a good week for Clemson in the net rankings when you're not even playing. South Carolina's big win. Now Alabama taking down Auburn. Yeah. You, did Clemson you, you go you up that. yesterday
1: in the net? No, they actually went down a spot. Of course they did. <laughs> of course they <laughs> did. Just when I thought I had it figured out. Uh, yeah, they slipped from 32nd to 33. Just one spot. They did lose a quad four game. It must have moved over to quad three. Because they're now four and one in quad three. I don't know who it was. 3-0 uh, in Quad 2 and 3-4 and in Quad 1 for those keeping score at home. Final segment after this.
8: Ladies and gentlemen, this is Greg Ellie of the Prosperity Group. I'd like to invite you to tune into our radio show, The Prosperity Hour, on Sunday mornings at 8 a.m. You'll learn about Social Security, how to maximize it, how to make an asset out of it, how to protect your retirement income and create a pension-like income that you can't outlive for both you and your spouse. I'll show you tax-free strategies that protect you against nursing homes and illnesses. Just give me a call at 864-989-0176 or go to mymoneyissafe.com.
1: Calling all coffee lovers. The Dream Center is excited to announce that they have officially launched a coffee brand. They are currently offering three different flavors, Colombian, Donut Shop, and French Vanilla. The Dream Center receives $5 from each bag of coffee sold, and trust me, they're all delicious and a great way to start your morning. Purchase yours today It'll help make a difference. Buy online at dreamcenterpc.org or in person at their easily resale store on Calhoun Memorial Highway.
6: Clemson Nation, this is former national champion Ben Boulware. If you live in Anderson, Greenville, Clemson, or Malden, South Carolina, and you're looking for the best birthday suit in town, come get tailored at www.thejunkyardfitness.com. Come by and see us at our four locations in the upstate of South Carolina. Your first week is always free. An
0: ultimate day of relaxation and rejuvenation from Lilia Day Spa in Anderson is the perfect gift for her on Valentine's Day. Year after year, they've been voted Anderson's premier spa, and their staff is ready to treat her mind, body, and spirit in a relaxing and private setting. Choose a sweet treat package, or a Be Mine package, a sweetheart, or a Cupid's holiday package. Lilia Day Spa can create something special, or a gift certificate is ideal for Valentine's. Anderson's premier day spa, Lilia Day Spa, 116 Benson Street, downtown Anderson.
8: William Nichols from Scores Jewelers. You know, I'm very fortunate to work in an industry that's almost entirely focused on celebrating life's good times and milestones, like the anniversary highlighting 5, 10, 15 years or more spent with your best friend, birthdays and Christmases, and maybe the biggest day of all, the marriage of two people. Her engagement ring is more than just a diamond and a piece of gold. On the day it's given as a gift, it becomes a meaningful symbol marking the start of your new life together. In a few years, you won't remember the price tag on her engagement ring. But you will remember that look on her face when you open the box. That moment of sheer joy and excitement that says so many things to her that you could never express in words. This is the true value of a ring. The reason these things are handed down from one generation to the next. She's the one. Show her with the ring from Scores Jewelers. We'll help you find or make the perfect ring that says everything you want to say the moment you open the box for her. I'm William Nichols of Scores Jewelers and Anderson and online at ScoresDiamondJewelers.com and I want to be your jeweler.
7: Just trust me. We've all heard or said these words ourselves at various points. It's going to be great. Just trust me. We say that all the time. And that's basically what I'm saying when you hear me talk about PhD weight loss. I'm just asking you, just trust me. And the reality is, a few of y'all are thinking things like this. Will it be safe? Or, you know, perhaps more commonly, will I fail? Nope. You won't fail because they won't let you. You're not your past. Whatever diet pills or injections you did in the past failed you. Wanting to drop weight is 80% of the battle, so you're almost there. And the other 20% is having an expert on your side, a way to keep you on track. Keeping you on track is what PhD does. It's the most important thing that they do. I want you to think about this. Think about what not doing PhD will do. Multiply five pounds times five years of doing nothing. You're another 25 plus pounds overweight if you don't stop right now and call PhD. For more info, go to the website at myphdweightloss.com.
8: This is Alan Smith, owner of Smitty Smokin' Soul Food in Easley. We humbly accepted the 2023 Best New Restaurant of the Upstate Award and could not have done it without our loyal guests, friends, family, and our amazing team members. Drop in this week and try our famous soul rolls, fried chicken breast, brisket, wings, and amazing sides like fried okra, five cheese mac, jalapeno cheddar cornbread, and so much more. Just like Grandma made it, visit Smitty's at 5284 Calhoun Memorial Highway in Easley. We'll see you soon. I'm Will Davis with the Davis
6: Law Group. Davis Law Group offers comprehensive family court services across the state. If it's in family court, we handle it. From emergency custody cases to dividing millions of dollars in assets, we're the team you want in your corner. We help hardworking dads secure time with their kids. We help dedicated moms and wives achieve financial stability. We have the honor of helping build non-traditional families through adoption and third-party custody cases. We believe that families come in all shapes and sizes. Contact us today at davis.law. Let us see how we can help
8: The Roar,
0: your home for all things analytics and salary cap analysis.
8: Why don't you explain this to
1: me like I'm five?
0: We are The Roar, where every day is game day.
1: the final segment here on a Thursday. Coming up tomorrow, we'll break down the NFC Championship, the AFC Championship. We'll talk to Connor O'Neill from Blue Devils Illustrated. We'll talk to Daniel Shirley from the Athletic.com. Looking forward to it. It'll be a fun show tomorrow. 654 ROAR. If we go to the phone lines, I want to remind you that tonight, 7 p.m., right here on the Roar, Clemson Women's Basketball taking on number seven NC State. William Qualkin Bush on the call. So we'll have that for you later on today, right after Road Rage with Walt Deptoula. So stay tuned all day long here on the road, out of bounds coming up after us. So Qualk will be here because it's a it's a home game tonight. So he's not on the road in some random hotel. That sounded weird. <laughs> uh,
2: it, it checks out, out. It checks out. Out,
1: out of context qualk. He's at some random hotel. Well
2: <laughs> Most Qualk is out of context. I say that with love and respect.
1: Yes, and and we do. We greatly respect and love William Bush. Let's go to Neil in Westminster here in the final segment. Hey, Neil, how are you?
5: Hey, guys. Enjoyed the show. I was, uh, wanted to go back to your Justin Herbert, Jim Harbaugh discussion sure. uh, that y'all were having, and y'all asked the question, what quarterback pre- present day would you take above Justin Herbert? And it brought up an interesting question that I would have to you guys And I'm a Kansas City fan. Let me preface what I'm about to say and the question I'm going to ask uh, on the fact that I'm a Chiefs fan, been a Chiefs fan for 50-plus years. Um, In light of the fact that the the Chiefs are about to play the Baltimore Crows for the AFC Championship on Sunday, Uh, today, as we sit here right now, what quarterback would you take over Patrick Mahomes? And I need a football reason if you would take anybody over him, what would the football be, reason be to taking anybody in the NFL over Patrick Mahomes today?
1: All right. Thank you, Neil. I appreciate the call and I appreciate the kind words and the question. John, to me, the answer is no, I would not. I would not take anyone over Patrick Mahomes. But if you made me, like, who would I put in the conversation to think about? Would you, first of all, would, would you take anyone over Pat Mahomes? Uh, no, I would not. Remember a couple years ago when everybody tried, there was this push out there to downgrade Patrick Mahomes and act like he really wasn't in. Oh, it was all Tyreek Hill. It was all Tyreek Hill. But no, all these defensive coordinators, these anonymous people were going, oh, he's not really that good. I I mean, there's no one. But
2: a texter gets in and said, I would take Burrow hands down over Patrick Mahomes. Oh, wow. I would not. Neither would I. Uh, Burrow would be in the list of quarterbacks, though, so in the AFC that I would consider, you know, if I had to take somebody other.
1: Now, Burrow did beat Patrick Mahomes. Yes, he has. So, there's that. But would I take him right now over Pat Mahomes? Uh, no, I would not. Well, you know, obviously not right now, but it's kind to hurt. Yeah. Um, That being said, though, and the only other one I would discuss, well, I don't want to say the only one, but the one I would discuss or have conversations about is Lamar Jackson, because I think this could be the beginning of of, of really something with Baltimore and what he's capable of doing. He has redefined how I think we have to look at the position. Like our, like, you don't have to be a three hundred yard passer to affect the game and be a great quarterback in this league. You you know you don't have to do it. Like your scheme can be vastly nobody else in a in the entire NFL runs what Baltimore runs. You agree with that? It's a completely different yeah.
2: scheme. Well, I, I mean, Todd Munkin's just one of the best
1: play callers that there is in the sport right Whatever now. Whatever you give him, Munkin'll figure it out. Absolutely. He's that good. And I think he may not even be there after, you know, the rest of the season. But 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 I think I think Lamar's that good. I just don't I still think would we'll take I would take Pat Mahomes.
2: Texer gets in and says I would take Josh Allen hands down over Mahomes. Oh. Why? I I I don't think I would. Well, I, I respect Josh Allen's talent tremendously.
1: But we we've seen Mahomes do and he might do it this year what we keep asking Allen to do, right? This is not the greatest unit of offense in the league. Pat Mahomes isn't working. With five Pro Bowlers across the the field here, right, and he's helping will this team to this This is without Tyreek Hill. all right. This is with an aging Travis Kelsey. This is with Kadarius Tony, who's been hurt, but still, this is this is not a receiver well, group that anyone fears or is scared of. Wide receiver one is rookie Rasheed Rice.
2: Yeah. I mean, and, it's him, Marquez, Valdez, Scandling, and Mecole Hardman. <laughs> Not a unit that scares anybody.
1: Texas response to Josh Allen comment, and you'd be sitting home every Super Bowl.
2: Yeah. Mahomes doesn't sit at home during the Super Bowl. Not very often. He attends most of them. Usually plays in them, too.
1: Allen doesn't beat Mahomes. No, he and yet doesn't. You're, you're going to take Allen hands down? Hands down. No. Because, again, you're, you're people are expecting Allen to do what Mahomes is literally doing. He did it. And he beat him head-to-head. Head. Again, the only guy I'm really having that conversation over is Lamar Jackson. We Mahomes said it the other day, and I he may be, I, in some ways I kind of hope he's right, but we'll see, that the Lamar Jackson-Mahomes battle that's going to take place on Sunday for the AFC Championship title, for the title, is about to become a, something that's going to happen regularly. I hope it does.
2: I think it is. I'd like the Steelers to, you know, find themselves a quarterback and be able to get in that mix a little bit, but yeah.
1: This is not going to be the last time we see these two square off. In the postseason, no, it won't be. I think Baltimore's extremely healthy, like, as, a, as an organization. I think Lamar has found who Lamar is and what he's capable of doing, and he— Is Lamar good enough to lead this team to a Super Bowl right now? Yes, no question. No question. I don't have any. If Mahomes is the one who's the underdog on the road and having to do more, Like, like we we expect Mahomes, he's he's got to go win this game, John. An aging Kelsey, a receiving core that is not anywhere close to being the best in the league. He's got Andy Reid on the sideline calling you know calling the shots. Doing what Andy Reid does. And he's got a a pretty good defense. Spagnola runs. He's good a crew. They're not a bunch of stars, but from what you ask them to do and how to win a football game, Kansas City's very good at it. So he's got that. Absolutely. But, man, is he's got to do it. It's going to be him. Lamar get there for 150 yards and win the game. If Mahomes throws 150 yards, we are going to rip him to shreds on Monday. we are going to be destroying him. I don't care about the Taylor Swift stuff. I don't care about the Kelsey stuff. We're just talking about two two quarterbacks going head to head on Sunday, with everything on the line. You can hate Mahomes for the for the off the field. You know he has no control over who Kelsey dates, but people hold that against him for some reason. Sure, you know, I mean he can't control who his brother is. He Can't control what his brother's actions. That's fine if you don't if you don't like him. We're not talking. It's not a popularity contest. The question that was asked by Neil. Was what quarterback would you take over Mahomes, or is it Mahomes?
2: I to me, it's Mahomes, and I like Kansas City plus three
1: and a half. Ooh, are are you surprised that there's still so much? Because we do a lot of recency bias. It's easy to do, sure, but a lot of Alan love there on the Adams Curving Text line. Um. Not all that
2: surprised. I just think it's a little odd to do it right after they just lost to him. (laughs) Like, we just played the game.
1: Yeah, we just saw him head-to-head for the seventh time in four years. And in the playoffs, who won when it mattered? Patrick Mahomes. Again.
2: I don't know you need much of another case than that. I don't think any of us are going to sit here and dispute Josh Allen's physical tools. Because he throws. He's got the strongest
1: arm I think God has ever put on this earth. Maybe. He very well may. And he's built like an ox and he can run like a gazelle. Like yeah, I mean, all, I, I, all the great physical things. I, I love Josh
2: Allen. I don't have any really negative say about Josh Allen, but I would take Patrick Mahomes.
1: He's been better. Yeah. Head to head, better. In terms of going deep into the playoffs. Better. All he does is go to the AFC championship game. That's that's he's done it every single year. You literally cannot ask for more out of a player in a professional setting. Your job is to get your team as far along as you can, as close to a championship as you can every year. That's your job as a quarterback. No quarterback in the NFL has done that like Patrick Mahomes that's currently playing right now. None. None can say that. Allen can't say that. Lamar Jackson can't say that. Jalen Hurts can't say that. Burrow, none of them. He has given his team the the most opportunities every year single year every year he's been in the league they made the fc title game so i just i don't know how i how i don't tame holmes now is there does it get to a certain point where we start talking about age and and yeah it's a sliding scale sure lamar's the only guy i'm I'm arguing i burrow i I have so much respect for burrow and i and i like burrow as a quarterback i just i don't know i i guess we haven't seen enough because he was hurt his first year then he was really good his second year, went to the Super Bowl. Right. And then third year, okay.
2: And then, then hurt. And this then year. hurt.
1: So I don't I don't have enough to extrapolate, not compared to Mahomes. By any stretch. And Mahomes came through the same draft as Deshaun Watson, right? They were in the same draft. That is correct, yes. Went two
2: picks ahead of Deshaun, if I remember correctly. Man. It's been phenomenal. I mean, now with with Brady's retirement, year God, Patrick Mahomes has the best resume
1: from a quarterback standpoint in football. He does. Why, why do we have an axe? We don't have an axe to grind, texture with Josh Allen because do we, do we think Mahomes is better. We just. I just said three minutes ago,
2: nothing but praise for him. I, I I don't know what more you want me to say. Reality is Mahomes is better. We just saw it on the field. Just a couple days ago. Doesn't mean I hate Josh Allen. I very much like Josh Allen. One of my favorite players in the National Football League.
1: If Lamar wins on Sunday, does that change anything for you? Changes a lot for me. You you would consider him more in this conversation.
2: Yeah, I mean, obviously, you got to figure out how, what's the path, and you know, how does how does the game get won? You know, like, for example, if they do the Michigan thing and they run it 30 times in a row and it's not him doing the running, you know, yeah. I'm not going to elevate him based off that. But, yeah, if he has a, you know, real good passing day and command of this offense, sure. It's always a moving
1: scale. Who had better receivers in 2023? Allen or Mahomes? Wide receivers? Ooh.
2: Allen, maybe? No. Davis was hurt in the Cuz I'm trying not season. to factor in the tight end in this.
1: Both have tight ends. Both have very good tight ends. I just don't know that I don't know, that's tough. I I I mean Diggs he's aging, but he's still better than whatever Kansas City's been rolling out there. You agree with that? Yeah, I do. I th- I think Allen had a had better receivers. Probably so. I think you're right. Tomorrow's show. Let's discuss the Lamar Jackson. I I am that. That is what the fascinating part about this matchup is. As great as Mahomes is, Lamar Jackson could go into this game on Sunday and disrupt a lot of that. Not all of it. Not all of it. But Baltimore goes and wins it all this year. I think people take Lamar vastly different than they do right now. I have an enormous amount of respect for Lamar Jackson. (laughs) I have always sung his praises. We'll talk about that on tomorrow's show. 654 Roar, Getting Without a Bounds, coming up here in just a few moments. I want to thank you all for joining us today. Hope you have a wonderful, happy, and safe Thursday. Talk to you again on Friday.
0: WCCP FM 105.5, Clemson, Greenville, Anderson, WAHT AM 1560, Cowpens, 97. 97-